Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, welcome to a new episode of Box Office Bootleg. It's been a bit, but just yep. as a reminder, I'm your co-host, Robert. I'm your co-host, Reggie. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Yes, uh, sorry for the delay, huge delay between episodes. Just, uh, you know, how the nature of the business can be. We're yeah, working, yeah. we're doing what we need to. Hey, to we survive. didn't have a Patreon, so... We didn't have a Patreon, so you know what? This is kind of on you people. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we had... We didn't donate. We, we didn't indicate it whatsoever, but you know what? We're just going to commit to a whole new passive-aggressive <laughs> attitude towards you guys, but... Um, yeah, you know, yeah. thank you. Thank yeah, you, you need for, to support our money laundering scheme. Uh, we, need to su- we need to sign up as a 501k company. You know what, though? We would have to scale it, right? Because, like, if we immediately have, like, $5,000 on our Patreon, then people are going to be like, how, how is that even possible? So we, we have to feed it slowly. Mm-hmm. Slowly. So, oh, shit, I forgot to stop this fucking thing uh ju- ju- just forget that forget that hello again um thank you so much uh for uh being back and everything and uh yeah so as we're coming back and everything we have to do our obligatory episode where we have to talk obviously about the one movie that everybody is committed to a discourse about to where I-, I have had to intentionally avoid it because Intentionally avoiding talking with my coworkers because I know I can talk about an hour, yeah. but I feel like to what in to what I mean. Like, am I, I doing? Obviously, it's going to be a Best Picture nominee. I mean, it's Hustlers, right? Um, no, it's actually Love Guru. Um, they re-released. They re-released Love Guru, and you nah, know what? The nation. Nah, nah, nah. The I nation. Mean, no, the nation. The is, nation want to see J Lo on a pole, and they got it. Um, no, we're talking about Love Guru, the re-released, underappreciated classic about, you know, the it, it's it's a movie about a man who is abandoned by society and progressively loses his mind and creates a movie like Love Guru. And I think that much of the discourse about cinema is talking about that movie and what it means for society. I mean... We For do society. live in a society. We do, we do live in a society. We, yeah, you know? so society can be a motherfucker. Yeah, society, Reg. Yeah. We're living in it. Mm-hmm. We're in it. You know, we're, we're just... I mean, have you checked society lately? I mean, I mean we're... I, I live in it. You know, we we live in it. Yeah, obviously. We're, we're, we're in it. Um, <laughs> you know, in all honesty, though, um, does the Joker actually say that in Dark Knight? Is that like one of those mental cultural things that doesn't actually exist in the movie that it might all be the Mandela effect? Because like everyone remembers the scars, like the scars monologue. Yeah, but does he actually? I don't think no, the Joker. The you know, Joker never you, actually you know says. What? No, I, no, it's actually it's the other way around. It was Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent that was talking about society, and Joker's like y'all full of shit. Right, because well, well, well to- the, the direct <laughs> phenomenon that I'm talking about is like you know, you know the famous line, quote unquote. I'm using finger quotes here uh-huh. from Casablanca. Play it again, Sam. Mm-hmm. You know they don't actually say that in the movie. Yeah, they don't say play it again, I mean, Sam, well, you know, you, in you, the you, movie. I mean, like, you can do the same thing with Star Wars, but Luke, I am your father. Where like no, he says, ex- and no, just says, Luke. 
No, no, he doesn't say Luke at all. He says, no, I am your father. That, it's excellent point. Excellent point, Rich. Thank he you. Never, he never yeah. says his name. Or like the phenomenon of like how people think that there's a scene showing Bambi's mom being shot. When, no, we never actually see the shot. We well, never see her actually no, getting but, hit. But you know what's like the discourse now is the Fruit of Loom logo. Like somehow people have in their mind that there's a canopy behind it. But in actuality, it's just a bunch of fruits. You didn't see that on Twitter, right? I, I fucking, what? Wait, like, you what? know, like, the, the clothing line, Fruit of the Loom? Yes. Like, people are posting, like, that fucking medallion effect where they say, like, you know how that logo had a can- canopy behind, like, a bunch of fruits? But actually, it's just a bunch of fruits. I, uh, uh, no, 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 no. We're, right. we're, we're going to detach <laughs> okay. from that. Jesus uh, Christ. No, I am. Like, I'm bringing up something that's so obscure. I have not seen the Fruit of the Loom discourse, Reggie. So, but speaking of discourse, I guess we got to fucking get into it. So, um, yes, the Joker, or just Joker, in the biggest title possible, Came out last week, had the biggest opening of all time for October. Um, let's see. Hold on. Reggie is insisting on this Fruit of the Loom I'm just, just trying to say I'm not crazy. I'm not going on the, like, you know, I'm not going to send down this madness. It's never had a clinical book. Um, I mean, I don't remember it with the cornucopia. But again, it's it's like now one of those new new Medela effect arguments. I guess, but I guess I'm on the side of it where it's like <laughs> I've never noticed the I never associated a basket with it before. I remember those was, weird like commercials they had like in the late '90s where it would be mm-hmm. the actual fruits. But yeah. I think they realized that they really couldn't make commercials in. Uh, late 90s, early 2000s America with mm. a bunch of dudes in white tighties because obviously <laughs> that would make a lot of the audience uncomfortable even though it's like, dude, they're trying to sell you shit that you need to wear. I mean, like, you, you know. need to cover up your junk. Yes. And speaking of whitey tighties, back to Joker. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yes, Joker came out last week, had an amazing opening, 96.5. But here's the insane thing. It's not only having incredible legs at this point, but it's going to potentially have a $58 million second weekend. To put in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Prior to last October, the highest opener in October, the month of October, was Gravity at $55.4 million. Really? Yep. And it was literally just last year that they had two giant openers, at least for October, respectively. You had Venom that was able to open yeah. up to about 80 million or so. And then Halloween yeah, right thought, afterwards I, was able to open to 77 million, respectively. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was. I thought Halloween yeah, was, so was the most record this way, holder. Put it this way without those two movies, the mm. second weekend of Joker would be the highest opener of October if you didn't consider Venom and Halloween respectively. Yeah. Which is insane. Utterly insane. It's actually picking up legs because of the response, because of the discourse, because of the reaction. And I have to ask, because I have my opinion, Mm -hmm. Reggie, what did you think of the Joker? Honestly, I enjoyed the movie for what it is, but like all the discourse and everything that I was reading online, it's like 
wow, guys, you are reading so much into this movie that it's like nothing there. Or if they, or if sub, or if they go into this one subject, um, like it just feels messy. Like all their things, like all their subtext and things are messy as hell. So, like it was made by the guy who directed the Hangover yeah. trilogy, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, like, like, come on, like, come Rain on, come on. He, he's bitching about, he's bitching about. Uh, about like he can't make comedies anymore, but it's like I remember clearly that you did do a gay panic joke in the second one involving Ed Helm. Ed Helm's like making out with a transsexual. No, no, the bigger issue with Hangover Part Two, Reg, is that it Hangover Part Two is the most shameful sequel that I have ever seen in theaters, mm. or perhaps ever. I have never. In my life, seen a sequel to a movie so explicitly be the exact same beats of the previous movie. Like, it was almost existential when I was watching Hangover Part 2. I mean, where it's like, like you- we're literally having, like, minute to minute, it is the exact same movie. Yeah. Every single beat. I mean, every like, every single line delivery, every single thing. But. The, the joke that they say about sequels is like, eh, it pretty much felt like the first one. No, Hangover Part 2 is is almost mind-bogglingly on another level about how much it was literally the same movie. Mm-hmm. So the director of that complained about him not working in comedy because, oh, woke culture. And it's like, bitch, you literally released the same two movies twice. And the fact that people uh, called you out on it. Well, not the like the third one. The third one they try to go for like a different style. Like that one, that one would like they, they had to Reggie because the second one was so inexplicably the same yeah. movie. But uh, I mean, it was confounding. Jesus. It was it, it, it is one of the yeah, yeah, weirdest like, experiences that I've ever had. You're you, you, you talking about like having the weirdest experience. It's like yeah, you watch like any like. There's plenty of sequels that does the exact same thing. Not this blatant, though. Like, I'm talking like... It it literally feels like they dropped and replaced the clips. Like, they probably opened up the project in Avid. You know, the original timeline Mm -hmm. project in Avid for the first Hangover. Yeah. And literally would just drag and drop with the Hangover Part 2 clips. Like, that is how... Explicitly, it is the same flick. But what's funny w- with that, and and I want to ask real quick, mm. what rating would you give it out of ten? What rating I would give it out of ten? Yes. I would still give it a solid. I mean, just just from like the just from the filmmaking and he and sorry, about this, Jesus Christ, about to say Heath Ledger, but uh, Joaquin Phoenix performance uh-huh. as as the Joker. Uh, like I'll still give it like a seven, seven, seven and a half out of ten. All right then, I'm the contrarian of the bunch. I get I see. Like, I consider it a five out of ten, and I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you what. See, it's interesting. See, smooth moves doesn't like didn't win you over. Joaquin has <laughs> given a hundred and ten percent. Right, he's given everything he can to this role. And the film's shot beautifully. It's an actual production. It's, you know, the it, the inex, the depressing thing about it is that mm. like the positives that you can give it 
is that the only reason it has those positives is because the only way this movie was greenlit in the first place is the fact that it had to be associated with an established IP, right? Like, if they literally just tried to make a movie about, you know, a mentally disturbed man in 1970s New York, Mm -hmm. you know, who inexplicably becomes this, like, you know, Antifa, anti-rich, you know, uh, populist kind of icon. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, I have a problem with that. Populist icon. And the fact that, like, he rises in popularity enough to get to this, you know, iconic kind of role and everything. If he just made that an original flick, there's no fucking way a company like Warner Brothers is giving you $55 million to do it. You're talking they they would have to do it for, like, $5 million or $10 million or what was the budget for Super, right? Like, Super is a very comparable one. And Super had a budget of, like, See, like two million again. Super, like super, like super is pretty much is a different beast uh, of its own. Where like you can clearly tell that like the guy was fucked up. Like like just 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 um, like like even though like he was well intentioned, it's just like the fact that he turns his vigilante and and the antics of. and the actors that he was doing is just crazy. And when he sees uh, when he sees Ellen Page's character going like extra with her actions, like it, it, I mean, like it, like it's I mean, like it was funny enough where he actually like like actually like self examines himself like wow, what I'm doing is really crazy. When he see when he sees like Ellen Page going uh, like you know going thing step is, further, they have comic book characters where you could do. Where they've done that kind of storyline, like what you're talking about, yeah. is literally what happened in the Batman comics, right? Like the famous story about Batman having his back broken, and you know, obviously he needs a new replacement. So in comes Jean Paul Valley. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you remember the Batman that has See, like I the, I'm, so I'm not familiar with the, with that storyline. I got the, like, the story, like bits and pieces of well, it. Well, long story short, it's just like the new yeah. guy that comes in. You know, Jean Paul. Yeah, he's a more lethal, you know, more direct action kind of Batman, mm-hmm. and it causes a conflict between the two of them, where Batman basically has to stop Jean Paul yeah. because Jean Paul goes too far. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, actually killing and mutilating these guys and Batman has to come in to do that. And the thing is, is that like the only way that you could be able to do a big budget version of Super is that you would have to use characters from either Marvel or DC to be able to do it, right? Like there's no way that you could be able to do the kind of story that was in Joker with the money that they had so if you, you tried could, to make it an they, original they, 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 could, they could do They could do something similar to Joker. Not with a $55 million budget. Not being able to film on site in Chicago, in New York. Not being able to have, like, I mean, there, you know, there are vintage ways, there, 1970s era, you know, transformation, production design. Yeah. There's no way that you would be able to do the kind of, you know, aesthetic that the Joker has because the Joker had the money to do it in the first yeah, place. But but the thing, that's you're just describing the aesthetic. But I mean, like, you could do that same storyline and just set it in the present day. Like the problem with it is is when you like the problem the problem that I have with that movie, and the same thing that a lot of people pointed out with like the current Disney movies is you're doing movies that are like taking place at the turn of the century or 
like you like for example like for Dumbo you have this movie taking place at the turn of the century but yeah you're doing things where we should like release the animals it's like you, you're putting 2009 politics and like themes into like something that ha- that's like happened a long time ago oh oh uh, and with and with Joker I, 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 w- I would disagree with that with Joker just because like there's a lot jo- there's a, a lot problem, of element no 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 the problem that I have with Joker is is I felt that they could have they could have done that commentary, but they shouldn't have done. They should have critiqued New York in the nineteen eighties instead of no. Se- but this was seventies, even seventies and eighties. Right. Should they should have done? They should have because the problem the problem they have with Thomas Wayne is when everyone was started revolting. It's like they're striking and they're hating like the like the you know like the billionaires and all that stuff. It's like what the fuck is this? Because. Because like because like a politician back in that day, like he wouldn't he wouldn't like nobody would go after billionaire of like millionaires or billionaires. They would go after like they're saying, No no no. Like like no no no. We just need more law and order. So they could have easily they could've easily done a commentary on how New York transformed from the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties till today. You like, you know, through through the likes of like Michael Bloomberg and and Giuliani. Um, that is an interesting. And also, you created an intention, but also you also created an intentional consequence. It's like okay, so you have people revolting, like you know, disliking, like disliking, you know, disliking um, uh, Thomas Wayne, and Bruce is going to inherit his wealth and like take over the company. It's like what, like you kind of breaking, like breaking the premise of Batman as this billionaire becoming a vigilante. I and it's like I unless, hate, and, then unless, be, and then uh, unless you're gonna do a sequel to like you know explore that then that's fine but they're not gonna do it. I, I would uh, again this is something that I've been discovering uh, recently with the few people that I've been able to discourse about is that mm-hmm. even though I'm giving it a five out of ten, yeah. I'm gonna defend it a smidgen, mm-hmm. defend it a smidgen where that animosity did exist in the 70s it's the fact that it wasn't able to culminate in the way that it does in the movie like a a lot of elements that Mm -hmm. are in the movie are direct references to what was going on in like 1970s New York and Chicago like the garbage strikes right the piling up garbage like Mm -hmm. that's a direct reference to the garbage strikes that actually did happen in New York like, a lot yeah. of the reason why it looks so grungy is because there were those union conflicts. There were, yeah. you know, um, those conflicts towards austerity, towards yeah. the diminishing of, you know, support for the inner city mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like, I-, I would say the exaggerated response to it that occurs in the movie may have modern tie-ins, but the animosity that inspires the quote-unquote movement that happens yeah. in the Joker did exist during that time in New York and Chicago. It's just they were obviously clamped down because, you know, a, a lot of them were too poor to survive because of, yeah. like, how much... I mean, the blackouts and everything. Like, I'm surprised with how much this movie mm. borrowed elements from, like, you know, 
the 1970s and 1980s, I'm surprised that they didn't incorporate a blackout. Because, like, again, they, they did but, that shit, too, yeah. in New York and Chicago, where they would just, like, shut shit off because, like, you know, and yeah. that's relevant now. But You know, but that's again, relevant now again, in California with PG and E. Yeah, but, but again, but again, I feel that, like, for example, um, like, when Reagan came into office, like, one of the first things he did was the TS like when the TS I mean it's not with the TSA but when the air traffic controllers were striking he fired everyone it's it's like it's like no fuck that shit we're you know now he, now that's the thing that was the eighties that was the eighties if if we're talking about the seventies that uh, animosity festered yeah but that animosity festered but I'm but like the animosity festered but I felt that. Thomas Wayne wouldn't like Thomas like like the person that you put on television like this candidate he should have been more like nah like there's like you know there's a writing society we need to do law and order that's I mean like that's what how a lot of these like a lot of these politicians came up in the 80s yeah they were the law and order candidates that's why I felt that that's that's why I thought there was like it was a little bit messy because like like I just I just thought that you know, it should be. It would have been more, a better critique if you have, like, if you want to do that, you should have that character be that Law and Order character. And and perhaps this will lead to my bigger point, right? The conversation we're having right now—it's a actually intriguing conversation because the movie is borrowing so much from the films of the era the politics of the era, but also the politics of now. Mm. Except here's the thing. I feel like the movie doesn't understand 75% of the topics that are involved in the structure of its own plot and its own world, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel, I I just feel so much where it's like, a, a lot of the things that you could be able to read into it, like obviously the discourse with the media was yeah. it obsessing about, you know, oh, is this going to inspire incels? Is this going to inspire blah, yeah. blah, blah? You know, all this kind of stuff. And the fact that the movie is actually more so about, you know, the austerity policies, about diminishing the social yeah. safety net, about, you know, the animosity between the classes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fact that your main character, right, is somebody who clearly has specific enemies he should be angry at you know like he has specific people that he should be angry at but the fact that in his brain because he's mentally Mm. you know damaged and deranged and all that kind of shit the fact that like he exerts his anger towards like the people that aren't actually responsible for his ailment Right, right. Like, like in a in a fun way, in a fun way, in a fun way, you could almost say that says something. You can almost say that the, that the character arc that he goes through, respectively, with it, yeah, is actually almost very appropriate and very accurate to the pipeline that a lot of people, you know, these extremists and everything take, where. Clearly, there are circumstances and, you know, powers that be that are responsible for Mm. why they feel this way. You know, where you're talking about a 
market system that exploits your labor. You're talking about, you know, mm. increasing inequality. You're talking about a diminishing social safety net. You're talking about a culture that is inherently built to make you feel more lonely, even as it opens itself up. But instead of recognizing you know, those elements for why you feel the way that you are. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people focus their anger on the easy shit, right? They focus their anger on YouTube. They focus their anger on celebrities. They focus their Um, anger on movies, on these people and everything. And the thing is, is that like, you you can kind of see with the Joker, right? Where nah, like he, said, he, could, he could focus his anger towards it and he doesn't. But my issue with the movie is that I don't think the director and the writers were clever enough to recognize that, right? I don't think they actually built the character arc in that way. All they really wanted to do with this character was make a taxi driver interpretation of the Joker using this character getting 55 million dollars to be able to make a 1970s period piece with a recognizable IP and that's the fullest extent of it like as much effort as we can be able to do to see the parallels to a real world or to the decades that it's clearly referencing I don't think it one does a good job with the subject matter and two, I don't even think the things that it accidentally part of, well, made I mean, a point about, again, it did well. Again, part of the problem is, is again, I think part of the problem is, A, when you look, when you've referred to movies like Taxi Driver, like Taxi Driver, like the three movies I think of was King of Comedy, which I haven't seen, but I'm familiar with the premise, but I've seen Network, Network and Taxi Driver. Oh, I made and, the mistake of watching Taxi Driver two, three days before. And I got to say, one, it is absolutely required to watch. And two... But the thing is, is, but but again, it's like when you look at Taxi Driver and Network, they are a time capsule of a time where, like, there was, like, there was, like, discontent. I mean, like, they did a really good job of, like, of actually being transgressive and explaining what's going on. But the problem with Taxi Driver, uh, but the thing with Taxi Driver is... Travis Bickle, it, like, even though he has, like, he, like, even though there are some, like, some disturbing mental, like, he might be as disturbing, like, he's a disturbed person, he still functions, and in his mind, he's the hero, even though, even though throughout parts of the movie, you can see that he doesn't have, like, you can see that he makes terrible decisions, he, yeah. he's a terrible person. Yeah, you're trying to, and in Joker, they're trying to set up author as the same kind of character but it, it, it doesn't, doesn't work it doesn't because author right from the beginning we know that he's mentally disturbed we know right from the beginning that he clearly has issues and god just another thing another thing that bothered me with the movie is just like it's like okay there's a reason you there's a reason DC Comics hasn't actually done an official origin for Joker, right? Like, there yeah. is the killing joke, but there's the whole implication in the Joker that he's just yeah. making shit up. He's just well, making shit up. Again. And in, obviously, the great thing in The Dark Knight is that, you know, when he explains how he gets the scars, it's like he keeps making stuff up. Yeah, he has but, different stories. But, he's but, an inconsistent narrator. 
And well, that's that's what I'm saying. Everything is stemming from what Alan Moore did with the with the killing joke. Like when you make this Joker like this, just straight up crazy. But I mean, like not really, crazy, but, not crazy, but, but, madness. But, well, madness. But what I'm saying is, if you look at the first version of the Joker, like he was pretty much a gangster that looks like he dresses up as a clown. Like he's pretty much like you know like a Dick Tracy character, and like the whole and like the and it wasn't until like the Silver Age where you had Cesar Romero from the nineteen sixties Batman, and then in the comics where he's more of a prankster and like more of an asshole towards Batman. Well, the Neil Adams version and uh, I mean, like, even, even and the comics. I mean, like, even the comics, he was a prankster. No, yeah, he was a prankster. In fact, um, there was a delightful image that I saw where it's like, yeah. like the Joker was the kind of guy in the 70s and 80s, or leading up to the 80s. Yeah. Like, there's a whole issue where he becomes the UN ambassador for Iran. I'm dead serious. In the DC Comics, for shits wow. and giggles, he's just like, Hello, folks, I'm the UN ambassador for Iran. You know, I'm working wow. for the Ayatollah. You know, and he did that for just fucking shits and giggles, and it's like, yeah. yeah it, but 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 the like, but the, the, but the what, madness the and the disturb that, like, but the madness and disturbance didn't kick, kick in until like until like the killing joke and those and those runs in the eighty. But nonetheless, he has never had a origin origin. Despite I mean, all the bothered, like again, it's like the point of the character is yeah. that like it, it doesn't matter what yeah. his origin is in fact to me personally my biggest issue with the movie before it came out was that like okay if you're gonna do an origin story for Joker right mm-hmm. I feel like it's lazy to just be like oh he was a disturbed guy who society made into like I, I felt like that was the more I just yeah, I felt that that but, was a boring interpretation, but, but, and then I watched the movie, yeah. and every single mental illness trope that you could possibly have with the yes, character, like they, they throw at him. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put okay. spoilers for now. We'll Hang put on. spoilers for I'm now. I'm sorry. Okay. So, like, for the so yeah, they did include the mental illness tropes, like, you know, getting abused and all that stuff. But there were some interesting moments where he was like the scenes with him and the therapist, like that were really good. And actually, like was also commentating on how 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 they were cutting funding for the uh, like for the mentally ill. I mean, like in the 80s and 90s, especially in Los Angeles, they were cutting they were cutting, you know, they were cutting the uh, all the hospitals and they let all the crazy people run, you know, free. Yeah. And you have a character that doesn't realize that's the enemy. You know, which but, said, which, but, which but is, again, it's like, but again, if he didn't have the mental capacity, but I feel like he didn't have the mental capacity to like to think he like to look at it, look at that person as the enemy. I'm thinking he just he just had like nothing but bad thoughts. Like he was clinically depressed, and like nobody was able to like you know solve solve his problem. I I just mean and, the, like, the way that the character was built is yeah. that like. It's just every single trope that I was worried about that it would use with the character, it used. It's like, oh, he has daddy issues. Oh, he has mommy issues. Oh, he's delusional. Yeah. Oh, he has illusions. Oh, he has... It, it, oh, he got fired from... It, like every single trope you could possibly imagine yeah. for like a mentally ill character where it's like... Like in Taxi Driver... It's actually kept very nuanced with what actually triggers 
Travis to go over the deep end. You know, the fact yeah. that like Travis is somebody that can be able to fit into society. But as we see with the escalation and how it builds in the movie, yeah. we clearly see that there are fundamental sad issues with the man. You know, like the, the yeah. famous thing, the famous scene, right? Like I was um, re-watching it. It was actually the first time yeah. re-watching with, you know, my wife and everything. And it, I was able to tell her, pay attention to the you're looking at me scene. I don't see anybody else here. You're looking at me. You're looking at me. Yeah. Like everybody always interpret. Everybody has always used that scene as like a cool moment. But no, it's actually like one of the sadder moments in it because it's like he is so disconnected from, you know, yeah. interaction with other human beings that like his only way to be able to like justify his actions is literally himself. It's meant to be sad. Yeah. It's meant to be pathetic. And in this movie, you're trying to use the same arc, but you've already shot yourself in the foot that yeah. right off the bat, we already know that he's mentally disturbed. We already yeah. know that, like, he's not only mentally disturbed. And the thing that I'll give the film credit for is that I actually like certain elements. And a lot of it is from the performance yeah. with Joaquin Phoenix. But, but like the, in the comedy club when he has yeah. the notebook and everything. Yeah. And, like... Am I having to write what humor yes, is? Yeah. Like, the fact that he's not laughing at the right moments, because, like, again, he, we, we, you know, he's, he doesn't understand humor, even though he wants I, to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And it's like, if we were able to discover that, as opposed to, like, immediately being like, oh, no, he's a mentally damaged man, right from the fucking beginning. Right. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I almost would have liked it if we just saw him again, as a guy that liked being a clown, and, and then became this disturbed fucking person, as opposed to immediately we see him as like a brain damaged person. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then on top of that, you also throw in like Jesse Beats' character, where it's like when he like when he comes home and so, uh, like when he comes back and starts making out with her, it's like like wait a minute, like this, like you went to zero to a hundred with this character. Like, like you can, and then when it, and, and then when it eventually reveals that she was never around, I caught that shit immediately. But again, it's like, like, well, I mean, what, what I'm saying is, is like you already knew something was up with it because he was already crazy. I mean, had they like had he not show him like having delusions or having you know these these um, illusions like where he's on the like he's imagining himself on the show with uh, and talking to De Niro and having this like you know this this awesome moment where you know uh, where you know like De Niro like say like I wish I had a son like 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 you what what the fuck what the fuck did Robert De Niro's character do so bad other than like like oh my god. I, I think well, I mean, like, part of me, I say, uh, part of me I was attention. I, I did not like his fucking moment. Uh, the interview on the talk show was well, like, the dialogue, so full of itself. That's the, like, no, I, 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 I laughed at it again. I laughed at it, but at the same time, I just love. I, I mean, like pretty much when he became the Joker and started, you know, like started like dying hair, his hair gray. I thought. Like honestly, that was the best best part of the movie. Was like all of the third act, even with the trite dialogue, like even that trite monologue. I still thought it was the best because it's like 
you know he was already fucking crazy and he's just like talking about like we live as a society and it's like it's just so full you know of itself funny? you know what's funny in the script he says system but Joaquin said yes. society and it's just like the moment that he says society it's like I, I was in the scene and I was just like Joaquin guys y'all had to have a script doctor like that was the moment in the movie where I kind of realized where it's like anything that I could be able to like infer from the movie right yeah where it's like the fact that we we thought that this was a movie that was like the media went overboard trying to say like that it, it, was, it, was it was gonna it be was an over the top that it was it gonna was, be an alt-right alt-right playbook or oh, what have you no. but the fact that the movie itself is actually talking about these other issues but the moment that the interview scene is happening it's like clearly what I took from it and mm-hmm. a lot of people that are like trying to like you know that are really into the movie yeah like I'm the fringe guy here like I'm the guy that is no, like, it's like I, I have a lot of issues with the movie even though I can recognize what works about it even though I'm cynical in understanding what works about the movie only exists because it's a fucking Joker movie you know the only yeah. positive elements in what they were able to do and accomplish with the movie is the fact that because it is an established IP, is the only way that they were able to get the money to be able to do this kind of like yeah. major production fucking flick in the first place, right? And the the interview scene in the talk show, it's like there's God, there's so many elements that could work with it. Could work with it. Yeah. I like it. In fact, there's even like some really dark humor, fucked up stuff. Yeah, that I. It's like that's fucked up. Like the, the like his fucking like the Mike like the little friend and everything. Him trying to like reach him. No, but the chain. That's what I'm saying. That's like, what like, I laughed. Like, I was like, that is so fucked up. <laughs> it's like I wish there was more shit like that. It's Again, like, that was a, like honestly like in like the people that are like that I'm assuming that loving that movie. It's the third act like where he really just like. He really is like the like, like the most of my yeah. issues are in the third act. Most of my issues are with the third but, act. Well, again, like well, like again, I think the third act works as itself. But it's like the whole lead up to it. It's just just all cliched and all that stuff. It's like, like what? Why? Why? Why were you know? Like why are you building? Like again, it's. It's like you're just building a cliche upon cliche, and it's like if you just have him just go as the Joker, and like yeah. I think, I think, I think, it, I, and I think what, and also what, just it's just a, just a disconnect because the fact that he's not a political or he doesn't have like he like from he's the not go- political, but immediately goes into a spill about what society has done. Two mentally ill people, right? Right? He's not political, but let me tell you about what society has done to people like me. Again, it's just straight dialogue, dude. Yes! That's what hurts the movie! That's what hurts the movie to me. It's like, it's like, you you have the ingredients to actually make a deeper point, because the actual arc that the Joker goes on mm-hmm. is actually very appropriate for but the again, arc that the, the Joker, actual but, monsters in our society has gone on, where it's like when when there's clear enemies, yeah. when there's clear direct reasons for why 
things suck. Yes, you can have a madman ranting about how society fucked him over, but still, like, I still feel that, I still feel that, that joke, I mean, like, the way how, I just think, I just think, the reason why I think there's just a disconnect, because, because, I mean, like, he really is not saying anything. I just, like, it's just like, everything is hollow and just, just full of shit. As I said, it's a movie that thinks it's saying more than it does, even though it's not really, oh, excuse me, it's not really saying that much, except the actual things that it is saying about society that are actual things to, like, consider about, yeah. like, how this happens, where it's like the issue of, you know, defunding these social services, the actual issue yeah. of inequality, you know, the actual issues that mm-hmm. it brings up that are actually intriguing and interesting and relevant to how would somebody like the fucking Joker pops up and everything, it doesn't realize it. Well, I feel like, like it doesn't well, again, realize and, it. And part of the problem is it doesn't show it doesn't show that much because you're focused so much with how King Phoenix. Joaquin I Phoenix mean, is in every scene! I mean, again, 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 it's like they did the same thing with Taxi Driver, but it's like when you look at Taxi Driver and as you're listening to his monologue and how he explains how the streets are just fucked up, you're seeing like the pimps and the, the prostitutes and people walking around. You see, like, you see what he's seeing. It's just like you don't see that much with the Joker. Like he, yeah. you're just watching. You're just watching Walking Phoenix just playing a crazy person. Exactly. It's like we don't. We 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 immediately start with Joaquin Phoenix playing this kind of guy. And yeah. I gotta say, and it's gonna be my pitch for this movie that I wish more people watched from last year. Um, you were never really here. I felt like was. It accomplished more of what this movie thought it was accomplishing, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like you would never really hear, you know, um, Joaquin Phoenix plays this, you know, um, hitman essentially on yeah. the fringes of society. He's basically the guy that's hired by the elite to basically do the dirty business of it. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of parallels where it's like he, you know, takes care of his mom. He mm-hmm. has like, you know, this PDSC. Uh, PTSD issue you know there's clearly an issue of mental illness of loneliness of sadness Mm. and that movie accomplishes so much more of it of what the Joker was trying to again or not even what the Joker was trying to do what the Joker thought it accomplished like the impression that I get the impression that I got from watching the Joker is that this is being made by guys that think that they're making a statement, that they are saying something about society, Again, except they, this, this, except this. the structure of the, the structure of the film, mm-hmm. right, and the structure of the themes and the elements that actually exist in the film, they don't actually address that well. Like, it really comes across as, like, a bunch of guys that wanted to make this kind of movie and just think that they accomplished it, even though all they did is just basically copy and paste from other movies and just... It, it, it didn't accomplish it for me. I mean, like, even then, and it's like, even then, like, you talk about, like, we live in society, like, I could do you one better. It's like, you, you watch Peter Finch's performance... 
of I am mad as hell and I ain't gonna take it anymore. Incident. Because everyone everyone remembers that line, but it's like what led up to him, like like just like talking about like I want you to get mad, god damn it. And it's like and he, that and movie understood and network, which I mean, like a lot of people will be pissy about the fact that, like you know, like it's kind of funny afterwards. Um, you know, uh, it's like you, my uh, my wife was like, "How did this movie not win everything?" And it's like, baby, 1975 was like an incredible year for film. Network came out, and it's like you know, it's just Rocky. Like Rocky was a simple story, and everyone's talking. And like, well, and like you, you had Rocky yeah. and Network. Like Rocky was in Rocky the best Network, picture, Taxi all, Driver. God, yeah. that was a fuck. Like it's an it was an incredible. Like any other year, Taxi Driver would have done great, but the seventies was just like absolutely stacked. Well, again, absolutely again, stacked. it's like the studios were crumbling, and they were just like, like they were just like making. We're gonna like, get, we're gonna give it to these guys, these guys to be able to do it. And it was like even even when you watch like documentaries, like the kid stays in the picture, like when they did the Godfather, it was like like we didn't expect like the Godfather to do you know like to do gangbusters, but it's yeah. like and it just. It's just the like it's just one of those things where where like I said, it's like you you're you're maybe these movies that has really great writing. You got Paul Schrader for Taxi Driver and Patty Shevsky, which everyone, you know, said like, you know, even you know, like like I'm assuming like Sorkin and like people will like look up to those guys so like on how to write, you know, like And if I and if I had to say if I had to say a segue and it'll be a good ending segment for the mm-hmm. episode. You know, is that what, what's interesting is that what the movie studios were going through in the 70s is that how do we be able to compete against television? How do we be able to do it um, in the 50s and 60s? They tried to compete against television with, you know, big, grandiose mm. kind of things, you know, Panavision 3D, like they tried to do the or big musicals with your favorite stars yeah. like they tried to do that. But then what happened is that even the major studios realized at a certain point where it's like, you know what? We got to let filmmakers take the reins. We got to let them take the reins. I, I, I know. I know that's a simplified version. Yeah, of it, but like but at the end of the day, the fact that like they understood, you know what? We got to be able to create the kind of content that will bring people to the movie theaters and but, the fact that it was the Brat Pack it was people like that that was able to create this content that was able to get people to the theater I mean you're also like looking at like you're also looking at the fall of the Nixon like of the Nixon uh, uh, of the Nixon administration because you know like everything was well, like the all inherent cyn- the inherent cynicism yeah yeah, like it's like you got the inherent cynicism, but nowadays it's like you can't even get a movie that's that transgressive, like at a studio, unless you, unless if you unless you make a fucking Joker movie, no, you can't be that. The tra- only like, way you can make no, a transgressive content, no, no, it's like honest, it. no, no, even even the Joker, I feel it wasn't as transgressive as started to bother you, where it actually did it, say well, something. The, but the thing is, is that to me, the thing that was a issue with me with the movie is that the movie. Felt it was being transgressive. It felt it was being transgressive, and somebody like me, and and yeah. I'm calling myself out here. I can recognize that, like, what it thinks it's accomplishing mm. was accomplished better with other movies, with Taxi Driver, with King of yeah. Comedy, with '70s films. But the thing is, is that like 
the only way that you can even introduce this kind of transgressive material, which it isn't even that transgressive, but the fact that even a hint of it, a sniff of it, the only way that you can be able to intro- the only way that you can be able to introduce this content mm-hmm. to mass audiences is using an established IP. I the would, only way that I, a I big would dis- film I would, like I would disagree this. with that because because again, like I felt that I felt that like movies like Sorry to Bother You, like any movies like Sorry to Bother You, took big swings at it, and like and you want to talk about like a major movie, like a mid range movie that that was a the a Joker movie. made more than Sorry to Bother You in its opening day. I know that, but I'm just saying is is uh, but what I'm saying is like you know you even got movies such as. Uh, such as the big shorts, where like they actually like you know like explain, like you explain like how everything went down, and actually like they actually made they actually criticize like like you know like the, like criticize um, the uh, like the system that was in place before the housing car, uh, crash. Yeah, but but it, it's coming from a a film like Big Short and I really enjoyed Big Short Big Short is still coming from a position where it's ultimately being it's not it can it can point it out but it can't really really point it out you know like like if if Big Short was super transgressive it would just straight up say you know eat the rich seize the means of production and blah 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 you know, because like then, that's, that's then, ultimately then, what you would say at the end of Big Short. Because yeah. the end of Big Short is like, but then, golly, the economic system in America sucks, right? And it's like, if it was really transgressive, it would have just flipped the script to just be like, oh, by the way, this is because of capitalism, and maybe we should replace it. You know, like that would actually what? fucking socialism or some shit. Eat the rich, Reg. You know, and the fun, See, and the, the fun the, thing, sort of, this is thing, this is thing that, that just kind of pisses me off. It's like we gonna eat the rich. It's like, it's like eat them. They're delicious. They're fat. They're great. Look at fucking, like, look at fucking uh, the, it's the like, Walter I, Cock. It's like honestly, honestly, you already have a system in place. It's like had you just, just have like you know, like if people have the balls to like go up and run and actually like put in regulations, like. I think you can still keep the system. I, I think you can. I think you can keep the system as it is. But it's like if you want to disrupt, you want to be anarchistic and disrupt the system. You got to replace it with something where everyone is happy. So everyone won't. has to become the joke. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying. But, um, it's like that's why. That's why I'm just like I'm just kind of like I'm kind of fed up with the whole fucking like you know. Like it's the whole anarchistic thing because it's like it yeah yeah you smash the system but what you're gonna like what's your end game it's like you're doing the exact same thing as people going into Iraq or in Vietnam it's like you, we go in and destroy the yes, Vietnam that's right, that's right. we don't have to go straight up into anarchy we don't have to be Arthur Flex here yeah um, if if anything it's like clearly. We have specific issues that we can be able to address. And the one thing about the Joker, the movie, is that it ironically shows how people look at the circumstances of society Mm. and take the absolute 
worse reactionary interpretation out of it. Yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, the way that we could be able to address these issues, this is how we can do it. But instead, our society is built in a way where we have too many fucking people like the Joker that interpret it in a way where it's like, you know what? It's fucking Jimmy Kimmel. That's the reason why my life sucks. That fucking shithead. And it's like, no, dude, Jimmy Kimmel's not the fucking reason your life sucks, again, man. It's 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 these it's these ghouls that are doing again, it. again. It's like you don't use like again, like if you're going to criticize the system, you don't use the fucking Joker to criticize it. No, you don't use an established IP. No, you don't use a character like the Joker to like. But you don't use a character like a Joker, and you don't use an established IP I'm, that is I'm only going to make money for major conglomerates that are fucking putting you in the position that you're in, dude. No, I don't care. Like, but again, it's like I felt that the Joker was never like I and the, think and the, the Joker. The Joker as a character, it, like, like it the would, filmmakers it, don't get that, which is the same like that. Aggravates me about the movie. <laughs> the Joker is not the character you, you, you use to like enter the society. You can, you can use, like, you can show how. Like, again, it, it's like Travis Bickle did it better. Like, again, it did it better with Travis Bickle, where where it's like, yeah, you have this world building of New York. You have like, you know, you see what he sees, but but like in his disturbed psyche. He thinks he can solve the problem and like in the most like you know he thought he can solve the problem and like the, and he almost like he almost killed it like you know a politician like thinking that he like everything will like all his problems will be solved. Yeah, it's and, just the movie yeah. understood that this is an issue with him. This is an issue with how this kind of person does not have the kind of support system to be able to like. Do it and yeah. everything, and with the oh excuse me, with the Joker, it's like it has it right there. Mm. It's so close to getting it, but it thinks that the way that the Joker responds to it is almost heroic, and that's an issue. I don't, no, I don't think he's supposed to be a hero. Like again, it's like again, it's. Like, there's a reason. Like, that's what I said. Like, the thing, like, again, the reason why the themes, like, part of the reason why the themes are, like, a little bit messy is you're you're asserting asserting in characters from Batman that have, like, certain, like, they have certain rules. Rules and, like, and certain rules and traits. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the problem that I had with Thomas Wayne. And it would have worked if you had Thomas Wayne as like not somebody as an asshole that like blows off like oh they like, they kill all the like uh, everyone in the like everyone that says they eat rich are a bunch of clowns. It's like no 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 no. He wouldn't like in the nineteen seventies and eighties. He wouldn't be that. Uh, he wouldn't be that guy. Yeah. He would be more like Giuliani and Bloomberg. It's like no, I know the fucking problem. We just need to put more cops in the streets. And I think that would have said more. I think that would have said more if it's, it's not going to be transgressive in that yeah. way, though. Like, like saying, like, hey, maybe the maybe the reason why and, the circumstances are like this is because cops suck. But, you know? but, but and here's, and it here's would a, never like, be able to say. But, here's, like but that. again, the also and here's the problem that I like. I felt that when you start putting in Batman characters, it's like, 
okay, so you have to, so like, say if you do have Thomas Wayne going as the law and order, you know, as a law and order, uh, saying like, uh, oh, the police force is corrupt. We shouldn't. You know, no, he wouldn't say the police force is corrupt. He would put more cops on the streets, which would lead to more of the issues and animosity. Again, that's. But again, that that's. Like an actual transgressive film would actually be able to comprehend that kind of stuff. But, it, would, it would comprehend but, but, that but, stuff, but you would have but a character t- that would like, but you would have somebody like either like a Serpico or somebody within the police force, like, like having like the, uh, would, would be more like that. So you probably, so if you're going to do that, if you're going to have, say like, say, um, if you're going to have like, if you want to be more transgressive, you want to be like, be more like Batman. Like here's the exercise: you have Thomas Wayne as the law and order politician. Like he's like we need to put more cops in the streets, and then you have like say like a rookie cop like Jim Gordon. He's like he's pretty much a Boy Scout. He wants to like he wants to do good, but he knows that like the he's whole system is fucked. Corrupt system, system, right? So you wow, have it's almost like there's you, there's comic book stories that have explicitly followed these things, okay, but we, instead you have. Filmmakers that think they're smarter. Okay, okay, we know this, but here's the thing: he gets bumped off, and then you have Batman, and and like again, people like say like Batman's a fascist, or like where like he's like he's kind of like like you can you can probably like you can probably do more with Bruce Wayne and Batman, like knowing that oh well somebody killed my father, I think I should like you know I should be the one like you know. Like going hard and like you're putting criminals in prison and all that stuff. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Like you can have like that dynamic between him and Jim Gordon, where like, yeah, like I would have to sit and like, like again, there's a million thoughts that are going into my head. I probably have to put this on paper, but but uh, like I said, like it's like it's there. It like it's there. You can be transgressive, but then you have to deconstruct Batman. And nobody wants to sit there and fucking deconstruct Batman. No, you can't. <sighs> yeah. Ending statement. <laughs> it, 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 is that, like, like there, there's, there's something to be said that the discourse with the Joker, the fact that it's like it can actually be like a conversation, but the only way that we were able to have this conversation in the first place is that the director of the Hangover trilogy decided to make a taxi driver version of the Joker because he thought it'd be cool. And, Again, and the fun, fact that like, f- so many of the topics that are inherent in the movie and to me did not do a good job with being able to like mm-hmm. understand the themes and the parallels and the insertions that exists within the movie and the narrative and the circumstances and everything. The fact that, like, it it takes a fucking Joker movie to even have, like, a national conversation around a movie with it. But it stinks. It stinks. Honestly, I find it fucking funny that... It's hysterical. It's the true Joker's trick. It's the Joker's trick. The fucking Joker movie is the only thing that could be able to have, like, moviegoers have a conversation about, like, austerity policy and fucking mental illness. It's so stupid. But then, but then, like I find it funny, like how like people are are like, having this discourse, like 
you know, like Joker's very deep, but then they just wrote, but then they just blow off Black Panther. Like yeah, and, and Black Panther had more. Black and Black Panther had like things. Like that's the thing. Like you have a movie that's clear with its things, but it's like nah. It's like nah. It's just a fucking Marvel movie with bad CGI at the third act. But Joker, man, they know what they're it's talking deep, about, dude. It's deep. It's like you know Watchmen. That shit is deep, son. You know what's please. You know what's insane though? The new Watchmen series that is coming out yeah. is that like fucking Lindelof is already trying to do like the whole like oh it's not trying to be overly political and it's like it's fucking Watchmen. You, Watchmen was literally written by an occult anarchist, you know, who was like hyper anti. You know, Margaret Thatcher, hyper anti, mm. you know, Reagan and everything. And, I, and he explicitly was writing about, like, a society that would suck if you had, you know, reactionary vigilantes running, you know, the world, essentially. And it's like yeah. the fact that you're already shooting yourself in the foot to, like, what, appease people that are like, oh, why did you have to make Watchmen political? And it's like, bitch! Did you read the original Watchmen? The, what? the original Watchmen is so blatantly political, it could not be more obvious if it, like, crammed it into your face. So it's like, man, we we just had the Joker now, and the shit with Watchmen, I, oh my god, it, it's, a, it's a good cutoff point. So, yeah. alright, you're sticking with your 7 out of 10 for the for Joker. Uh, honestly, what do you think its Oscars are? Are do you think Todd Phillips is going to get a? Uh, oh my god! No, Todd, like, funny, the funny thing best is, director. Do you think he's going to? He's going to get best director. Like, he's going to. He's, he's going to get best director. Oh now. god! Shoot me in but the face again. It's like the filmmaking is on point. Like that's the problem. Problem with it. It's like when you have a me- movie with a messy, with a bunch of messy things. If and, I had fucking fifty-five million dollars to be able to make a fucking Joker movie, I would make it look incredible. I would make it. Look like it's Roger just, Deacons. Oh, come on, YouTube come on! It's like they gave the same money money to like Suicide Squad, and you look how that turned out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? With the just, material I'm, at hand. <laughs> like they can st- like he could still fucked it up because there's another movie that's supposed to come out called uh, Cuck. Like it was a, like about about oh incel, and, and, I, and I wish I wish I would have like texted you. It's like we got we got fine like screening up and watching last thing, because last thing okay okay and, and we'll use it as our I, I know I've said ending note twice but and, this is going to be a last and, one and, and, guys and if you and if you read like and there's and again there's like a couple of articles where they spoil the fucking plot of the movie and it's just super ridiculous where it's just it's just trying to say something where where it's like. You already had a subject where you can just, just you can go simple and subtle, and you can you can you know you can bring out you know you can explain what's going on. But nah, they just decide to pile so much stuff on this main character to the point where he becomes a mass shooter. And it's like you are so over the top. You didn't need. Well, to no, be in the trailer they literally show him being cut. So or the implication? Oh, no, 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 no. What happened is he, is he falls in love with this uh, next door neighbor who's a porn actress, and she invites him to to like to be cut in a in a porn video. And here's the funnier thing y'all need to understand right now is that right now in L.A. there are giant billboards that are 
strewn across a city that just <laughs> that just straight up in big giant fucking actually... twelve foot letters. Nah, say, Reg. Yes, in in Santa Monica and Culver City and everything, no. there are giant billboards for this movie that is li- literally called Cuck. They have billboards no. all across LA right now no. that just say Cuck. No. So like, I'm, I'm I'm driving around and I'm like, <laughs> we just having giant ass letters, Cuck. Oh my god! So and, and it's just like, and, and the funny thing is, it's like. It's like it's like where did this fucking lexicon come from? Because it's like the only reason why you will hear about it is if you've been watching it, porno, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just it's just funny that you using like the the thing that you're insulting is like you it's only it's only known like for a certain porn um porn subject matter. You know what? We'll, and we'll, sometimes we'll dedicate, have, and, we'll and it does that. and it does have some racial overtones, like some. Like really Real, fucked up shit. Oh, really, Richie? There's <laughs> racial overtones with the word "cuck." Really? <laughs> wow! I never considered that until you brought it up. All right, we're gonna have to dedicate an episode like, to like, it. Like, but, we're a bunch um, of dudes that we know what's going on. It's just like probably our viewers. It's like you know, he's probably your nana might be listening to it. And it's like, man, they talking about cuck. What is that, honey? Nah, you don't want to listen to it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's like you anywho, don't want to know. Anywho, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening to this, uh, oh my god, this fucking episode about the Joker and everything. I'm sure you're sick of it. We're a week after this movie came out. In particular, it's the fact that, like, it, it is going to get nominated. It is doing incredible numbers. Oh, it's no, going to make it, it, $300 million. It's going to make more money than a Justice League movie. What kind of society are we in? We live what? in a society. We live in a society, It's Reg. a goddamn joke. We live in a society, Reggie. Oh my god! I think that's I think that's the I think that's the Joker's main ploy is just like, make make a movie that's so mess so goddamn messy that. But <laughs> it's the only way that we can be able to talk about like actual societal fucking issues in the world. And again, oh and again, it's like and again, like even what we're talking about, we're pretty much well versed. While you know, it's like you know, no you, other you, you, people. You, you, this is the first fucking movie that they've uh, probably seen in their lives that have ever yeah. made them think about this kind of shit. Well, and the fact that it does it so messy is fucking infuriating. Where it's like, yo, man, I just saw the Joker. Did you know that it sucks what we're doing to people that have mental health issues? And it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really insightful. Wow. I had never considered issues like that until I saw a fucking Joker movie. Oh. Again, it's like, again, and then, and also what, what also makes it funny is, is uh, the people that I, uh, that I'm friends with, that post, uh, posting, it's like, the people that hate it too are filmmakers. <laughs> filmmakers too. It's like, yeah, like writers, like writers and filmmakers know like there's some fucking flaws in that movie, but they still love it. It's like again, it's like you can't you can't knock the movie for its filmmaking and the performance, but but you know like but like all these think pieces, all these like you know articles that people are doing all these like you know for clickbaiting and all the clickbaiting and then all the discourse. Yeah, like it's nothing there. It's like. It's it. There's nothing there. There. I mean, <laughs> it's like you know, if you want to talk about like if I mean like if you want to have like a thoughtful conversation, watch Black Panther again. 
But nah, you're just gonna keep like bitching about how the third act visual effects is not. Or not even watching. Or not even watching like, like, like comic book movies. Comic book movies shouldn't be the only resource for these topics in the first place. It's like, like I love love comic books. We just need to be able to push past this stuff again. We have to. Well, part of the problem is. Because you're doing so, like because you're doing so many like superheroes and all that stuff, you have to you have to change things up. And if you're smart enough and you're a good writer, you can probably mine some material out of the characters, like you know characters from their history in, in the comics. It's just that with Joker, it's like Joker, like Joker could have lent itself for an interesting move. I mean, like it could have lent itself for something that, like for the subtext and. And things that you know that people can really you know really you know wrap their brains around, but but it's like you gotta you gotta have like a fucking like a good writer, and like Todd Phillips was the co-writer, so well it's even gonna be funnier. They may get adapted screenplay. All right, so well, <laughs> Todd Phillips may get two nominations: one for directing and one for the screenplay. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine Joker winning and the fact that Taxi Driver did not <laughs> did not win I would I laugh my ass off oh no that's okay that's okay they're going to give it to Marty again it's like the Irishman it's like it's like it's pretty much even though they say like yeah he tra- like, like it's a safe like he he goes I mean like even though it's like like you know, hey, Goodfellas you. and Goodfellas and um like even though the reviews are like yeah it's like Goodfellas and like Casino like he's pretty much in his wheelhouse he's still fucking good it's modern fucking Scorsese and we'll get into that it's a preview of our next episode so guys one last thing Rich one more thing 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 people are also bitching about Marty about his uh, his comments on su- uh, comic book movies too you know what theme park rides are <laughs> awesome and he's 100% right love you guys uh, thank you so much for listening sorry for the delay between episodes you can be able to listen to us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and of course SoundCloud so this is your co-host Robert signing off and this is Reggie Good night, folks we live in a fucking society 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 Society.